Hey, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Howdy, Tom Riley here. We're just getting ready for a time of wonder, adventure, and excitement. Would you like to join us? Then get ready, because you never know what can happen when you have an adventure in Odyssey. When I'm wearing number 12, I'm unstoppable. I could beat you if I was sitting in a chair and playing a cello. Well, that's wrong. It's poor technique. That was your comment? Yeah. Bill, I'm taking you out. You're what? It's a date, then. Christian Basketball Camp Teaches More Than Just Basketball by Dale Jacobs. Camp Wadanut's annual basketball camp has always been known for turning young boys and girls into promising young basketball players. For this reason, I would highly recommend this camp. The program, the facilities, and the quality of the coaching are all excellent. However, being a counselor at the camp myself gave me a new perspective. I realized that there was much more to it than merely cranking out better basketball players. There were more important lessons to be learned. The boys came in the first day with probably the same expectations that I had, that this was just a basketball camp. Can I have your attention? Uh, some of you aren't filling in the emergency section on the registration forms. We need those phone numbers. Mr. Jacobs, I finished. Oh, all right, Jimmy. I'm done, too. Okay. Phil, uh, you two can move down to the next table and pick out some practice jerseys. Stop here to register first before you go to now, any of the other stations. Now, we've got larges in this box, mediums here, and smalls here. Hi, Jimmy. It's good to see you. Hey, Mr. Riley. Um, do you have number 12 in medium? Well, now, let me see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, here's the last one. Thanks. Wait, was that the last number 12? Sure was. Hey, um, Jimmy, right? Yeah? Do you think I could have that jersey? Well, it's kind of my favorite number. You see, I've been number 12 since I was 7 years old. But you don't understand. Derek Malone wears number 12. Derek Malone? Yeah, plays for the Bulls. I know who he is. Why do you want his number? Because he's the best player in the NBA. And my fadeaway jumper looks just like his, or so I'm told. And so you want this jersey? No, no, no. You see, I need this jersey. Hey, Barkley. Hi, Rusty. Having trouble finding a jersey? Guess there's no such size as extra puny. Uh, do you need a jersey, Rusty? Yeah, give me the highest number you got. It's a good way of keeping track of my points. See you later, Barkley. Who was that guy? Rusty Gordon. He goes to my school. Is he any good? Unfortunately, yes. Really? Are you any good? When I'm wearing number 12, I'm unstoppable. And if you're wearing another number? I'm still unstoppable, but just not as stylish. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. If you promise me you can beat Rusty, I'll let you use my jersey. I promise. <laughs> Thanks. I guess I can wear another number. Come to think of it, I've been pretty lousy since I was seven anyways. Jimmy, you've just made me the MVP of this camp. Maybe if you're lucky, I'll even let you touch my trophy. I won't need to. As long as somebody beats Rusty, I'll be happy. Important thing to remember when you dribble the ball is to keep your head up. 
Now, if you can learn to let the ball bounce back up to you without staring at it... I don't need this. What? I learned this stuff years ago. Well, I didn't. When did the game start? Uh, 11. I gotta sit here and learn about dribbling for an hour? I might as well take a refresher course in sucking my thumb. Phil came in with the attitude that his talents were beyond instruction and beyond the competition around him. And once the game started, he proved it. Phil was amazing, making his first seven shots, and from all areas of the court, no one could stay with him. Phil, that was great! <laughs> Thanks. You made every shot. Hey, Phil. Yeah, coach. You're playing well, but your shooting form is a little bit off. What? Well, you need to shoot with the ball in front of your head. You're cocking it back behind your head. You see, you have to... So what? Well, well, that's wrong. It's poor technique. Poor technique? <laughs> Wait a minute. I made every shot. But, Phil... Now, I'm... the ball went through the hoop. What's the problem? Look, if you play in high school and college, there's going to be a lot of guys taller than you are. Your shot won't work against them. Now, let me show you I something. know how to shoot. This kid over here bounced it off his head every time he touched the ball. Now, why don't you go tutor him? <laughs> I'm here for everybody, Phil. <laughs> All right, let's go, guys. Let's pass to me, okay? And Lord, we want to thank you for this time of devotion. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, we'd like to thank Alex Jefferson for being our guest speaker today. Great message, Alex. Thank you. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from him again later on in the week. Right now, it's lunchtime, so if you'll all line up single file along that wall, we'll get you served as fast as we can. You want to go talk to Alex Jefferson? Ah, uh, there's too many people around him right now. Maybe later. I do have a lot of questions for him. Yeah, me too. I really want to ask him about the 88 playoffs against the Knicks. I never even knew he was a Christian. Yeah, you guys probably have a lot to talk about there. Where did you learn all that stuff anyway? What stuff? Well, the stuff you were bringing up in devotions about the Greek and Hebrew translations or whatever. Oh, <laughs> well, you see, my dad's going to seminary. And sometimes I study with him for fun. You mean you actually like studying that? Well, it's kind of interesting, and it looks real impressive in Sunday school. I think I'd rather look unimpressive. Hey, you. Hi, Rusty. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your friend, Phil, right? Yes, that's me. Well, I was watching you today. You had a couple of good shots. A couple? Well, maybe good is too strong of a word. Uh, you had some shots that, uh... Went in. Yeah. Well, in case you're keeping score, they all went in. I haven't missed one since I've been here. You haven't gone up against me since you've been here. Well, the coaches probably didn't want to embarrass you too badly. First day and all. You're right. It is kind of embarrassing when your opponent starts weeping for mercy. We'll see later who's weeping for mercy, Rusty. Yeah, I guess we will. See ya. <laughs> wow, you guys are really good at that taunting stuff. Hey, I'll talk. I can't wait to put him in his place. Take number six, I've got number eight. All right, got it. Time out. Time out? What for? Phil, I'm taking you out. You're what? I've told you five times your shooting form is wrong, and you're still doing it. We don't need a guy on the floor who can't follow instructions. But I'm the best player out here, you know that. Mark, go in for Phil. I didn't come to camp to sit on the bench. And I didn't come to this camp to have you ignore my instructions. Have a seat, Phil. I can't believe this. All right, now, the rest of you need to work on your passing. Don't always Phil brooded on the sidelines for most of the afternoon until Coach Riley decided to make the game a little more interesting. All right, Phil, you're back in. Thanks a lot. 
Five minutes to play. Yeah, I want to try something new. Uh, uh, Rusty? Yeah? Uh, come over to this court. You want me to play over here? Yeah, uh, I want you to guard Phil. Oh, really? I'd be glad to. Good idea, Coach. This is something we've all been waiting for. Phil quickly found himself outclassed against Rusty. Rusty blocked almost every one of his shots. Time and again, Phil would shoot one of his patented fadeaway jump shots, and time and again, Rusty would block it. Come on, Phil, shoot it, I dare you. Can't blame you if you don't. There's just so much humiliation a person can take. You watch this one. Better yet, don't watch it. Just listen for the swish. Put it up. All right. <laughs> ha! Blocked you again. Is anybody keeping track of these? I think I may have some kind of record. And who's keeping track of Phil's points? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. He doesn't have any. Man, I can't believe it. Phil. What? I did that on purpose. Now you can see why you shouldn't shoot like that. It's too easy to block when you come up against the big guy. I've played against big guys. I can adjust. But when you cock it behind your head, it takes too long Yes, to thank you. I gotta go. They finally convinced Naaman, and he went to the river and did exactly what Elisha told him. He dipped himself seven times, and he was cured of leprosy. You see, Naaman had to have faith that Elisha knew what he was talking about. All through my career as a basketball player, I had to have faith that my coaches knew what they were talking about, no matter how strange their instructions might have been. In the same way, we need to have faith in God, that he knows what he is talking about, no matter what he asks us to do. <coughs> Any comments? Questions? Yes, go ahead. Uh, what was your name again? Jimmy. Oh, yeah, our resident Bible scholar. All right, Jimmy, go ahead. Yeah, I thought it would be interesting to note that leprosy, in the original Hebrew, was the word for several different skin diseases, not just one. That was your comment? Yeah. Well, thanks for that interesting trivia tidbit. Anybody else? Okay, fine. Um, we're done for the day. I see there's already some parents here, so I'll just dismiss you till tomorrow. So long. Oh, I forgot my combination. What is it? I just had a bad day. Let's go on him tomorrow. Twelve, forty. Oh, what the last number? Look, there he is. Who? Rusty. At the end over there. Oh, look at everybody talking to him like he's some kind of superstar. Makes me sick. Ah, got it. He'll be all alone this time tomorrow, I guarantee. Wait a minute, Jimmy. He just went in the shower. Huh, really? I'm surprised he even takes them. No, no, no. He left his shoes behind. So? His hundred-dollar tennis shoes? Ooh, wouldn't you like to see how he plays without them? Well, what do you mean? Let's take them. You want to steal his shoes? Yeah, keep your voice down. Not steal them. Just kind of hide them. Nah, I don't think so. Oh, come on, Jimmy. We'll put them in this empty locker. But that's like stealing. Well, okay, fine. I'll do it. Just keep watch for me, will you? Make sure nobody sees me. I don't think I want to do this. You're not doing anything. I'm doing it. Lighten up, Jimmy. It's just a prank. Now go over and keep lookout. Well... Is anybody coming? Well, no, but... Got him. I'm putting him right here. Let's go.
What seemed like a harmless prank the day before turned into something bigger the following day when Rusty was mysteriously absent from the morning session. Now let's farm two lines for every basket. We're going to do some layup drills. Remember now, aim for the top corner of the box on the backboard. Hey, Jimmy, Phil. Yeah, Mr. Jacobs? Why don't you guys skip this drill? I need to talk to you. Sure. There was a little commotion yesterday after the late session. Rusty was screaming in the locker room that somebody had stolen his tennis shoes. Really? Mm. Well, anyway, his father was very angry that he didn't take better care of him, so he wouldn't even let him come today. I was wondering if either one of you knew anything about the stolen shoes. No. This is the first I've heard of it. I was looking forward to playing against him today, too. So you didn't see anything suspicious yesterday in the locker room? Not a thing. Well, how about you, Jimmy? Did you see anything? Um, no. Okay. All right, fellas, thanks. You can uh, join the drill now. Thanks, man. You saved me. Yeah. Well, well come on, let's go. Mm, oh, yeah, sure. Do you want your cookie? Yes, I want my cookie. I I'm sorry, I didn't have breakfast. Ah! Oh, man. Rusty, you scared me. What are you doing here? I thought you stayed home today. They called me about an hour ago. Somebody found my tennis shoes. Oh, your tennis shoes? Yeah, the ones that you stole. I didn't take them. Don't start that. I know you did. Why would I do that? Because you knew the only way you'd have a chance against me is if I was barefoot. I don't need your handicap. I could beat you if I was sitting in a chair. I could beat you if I was sitting in a chair and playing a cello. Oh, yeah? Well, he could beat you if you were laying on a on a refrigerator and and, and juggling and uh, never mind. You know, Philip, you went too far in taking my tennis shoes, but I decided not to pound you, cause I got a better way to get my revenge. I'll just humiliate you again on the court. I can't wait for you to try, Russ. It's a date then. And Rusty came through on his promise to humiliate Phil, again blocking every one of his shots. The more Rusty blocked his shots, the more frustrated Phil got, and the more dominant Rusty became. By the end of the afternoon session, Phil had finally had enough. Hey, don't worry, Phil. You had one good shot. I mean, it almost hit the rim and everything. Wasn't that a great shot, everyone? That's okay, Phil. Don't listen to him. I can't believe it. Don't worry about it. You're better than everyone else here. You mean except for Rusty? Well, yeah, so... Coach? Yes, Phil? Uh, I need your help. Thanks for staying out here with me, Coach. Oh, no problem. I'm glad you asked me. Now, here's what I'd like for you to do. Use this rack of balls here and just shoot one after another the way I taught you. Okay? Got it. All right, go ahead and start. Doesn't feel right. Oh, that's okay. Just keep going. Bend your elbow some more. Uh, there, there. There you go. Now you're doing fine. They're not going in. Doesn't matter. Keep practicing. This is no good. I can't shoot this way. Just shoot. I can't make it. Yes, you can. It won't go in. Put a little more arc on it. It's no use. I can't do it. Well, move up some. Try it from closer in. I still can't do it. I can't even make a ten-foot shot. Keep shooting. Forget this. You're getting there, Phil. Come on. I can't do it. Okay. Well, 
I guess there's no point in sticking around. If you're not going to learn it, you're not going to learn it. I'll see you tomorrow. Coach? Yeah? Maybe one more rack. All right. Phil and Tom worked at it into the night. It was a slow process, but eventually Phil began to make a few shots. By the morning session the next day, Phil was feeling apprehensive about his inevitable duel with Rusty. His shaky nerves were evident as he tried the new shooting technique, but he kept missing. They weren't getting blocked every time as before, but Phil was still getting frustrated by his consistent misfires. Finally, near the end of the game, Phil's work paid off for him. Well, Phil, you got the ball again. I hate to bring this up, but you do realize you haven't made any shots yet. Just wait, Rusty. Why not now? Go ahead, shoot it. Take your best shot. Your wish is my command. Yes! Yes! yes. Went in. Well, well, the boy finally got lucky. Nice shot, Phil. Coach, it felt natural. It really felt natural. Well, that's great, Phil. Now, could you maybe turn around and play defense? Huh? Oh. That was one lesson learned, and then it was time for lesson number two. You wanted to see me, Mr. Jacobs? Yes, I did, Jimmy. Have a seat. Okay. I wanted to ask you about Rusty's tennis shoes. Yeah? Well, now that we're alone, I thought maybe you might have something to tell me. Tell you? Jimmy, somebody said they saw Phil take Rusty's shoes and put them in an empty locker. He also said that you helped. Is that true? Well... Yeah. I see. Well, it, it was only a prank. I I didn't know it would get Rusty into trouble. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what you did to Phil. Uh, what? <sighs> Jimmy, I don't know if you realize this, but Phil isn't a Christian. I'm a friend of his dad, and he's been trying to get Phil to go to church, Bible studies, whatever, for years. Uh-huh. When he found out about this basketball camp, he thought it was a perfect opportunity to get Phil to hear about Jesus. Hmm. I was excited at the beginning of the week when I saw you two hanging around together because I knew you'd be a good Christian influence on him. Hmm. But... But I wasn't. I've noticed that you've sounded rather scholarly in devotions lately. <laughs> but I think you skipped some things on the way to learning all that stuff. Things like respecting someone else's property. Like being honest. Like representing Christ. Oh. Will you think about that? Yeah. Good. I don't mean to be so hard on you. No, no. That's okay. I deserved it. I needed it, too. And Jesus told the story of two men who built houses. One man built his house on rock, and when the storms came, it stood up strong against the wind. It didn't even shake. The other man built his house on the sand, and when the storms came, it fell and was washed away. Your foundation has to be strong before anything else, because without a strong foundation, you'll blow away. In your spiritual life, your foundation has to be Christ. Any comments or questions? Jimmy? You don't have any impressive discourses? Yeah, Jimmy, you want to say something about how many different types of sand there were during Bible times? <laughs> no, I don't have any comments. Uh, except, you're right. All the Bible knowledge in the world doesn't mean anything if you don't apply it. Well, very nice, Jimmy. 
That was the most profound thing you've said all week. Ah, thanks. Any more questions? Okay, then. Dale? All right, we've got an awards presentation. If it were up to me, I'd give you all a trophy. But since we don't have the budget for that, there are just a few special awards we'd like to give out. First, we want to give out our Best All-Around Player Award. And that goes to... Rusty Gordon. Oh, joy. We get to see him blowed one more time. Congratulations, Rusty. Thanks. And thank you all. Because without you, there would have been nobody to clap for me. Yes. Thank you, Rusty. All right. The next award is for the Most Improved Player. Oh, he'll probably get this one, too. And the winner there is... Phil McFarlane. What? Come on up, Phil. Well, it's got to be a mistake. Congratulations, Phil. I, I don't get it. Why did I win Most Improved? I was making every shot when I came, and I'm missing every shot now. Yes, but now you're willing to learn how to get better. So anyway, here's my address. It's only about ten minutes away from here. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah, come over some weekend, and we'll get some people and play a little ball. Oh, that sounds good. Well, boys, what can I say? It's been fun. I think I even broke a sweat once. You know, Rusty, instead of giving you a trophy, I think they should have bronzed a hot dog. They could have given me a ceramic frog for all I care. Just so it said, best all-around player like this one does. Uh, look, Rusty... Please, Jimmy, we're taunting. I know, but... Rusty, I just wanted to say I'm sorry about the whole ten issues thing. Oh, so you did that? Well, yeah, sort of. Barkley, I'm surprised. I didn't know you had that sort of thing in you. Well, actually, I shouldn't have that kind of thing in me. That's why I'm apologizing. Yeah, well, I'll let you off this time with a warning. Understood. Well, boys, I'll see you later. It was nice meeting you, Phil. Yeah, same here. And I'll look forward to beating you. I mean, <laughs> seeing you next year. See ya. See ya. See ya. Why did you do that? He'd have never known you had anything to do with his shoes. I did it because I felt bad. And because it was the Christian thing to do. Hmm. Oh, uh, my dad's here. I gotta go. All right. Hey, at least you got a nice souvenir. Yeah, it's a nice trophy. Though I never would have expected to get most improved. <laughs> yeah. It's strange. I came to this camp just so I could have some fun and play some ball. I never expected to actually learn something. Yeah, me neither. The misunderstanding about basketball camp is that it just teaches you about basketball. When in fact, teaching ball handling skills and proper shooting techniques are the least of its priorities. There are far greater lessons to be learned, and they all go beyond creating better basketball players. They're about creating better people, stronger friendships, and more dedicated Christians. Proverbs 1 verse 5 says, A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. You know, we should always be willing to learn new things. Like Phil, we need to accept teaching and criticism from people that we trust. Like Jimmy, we should remember the fundamentals of Christianity, important things like loving God with all our hearts and loving our neighbor as ourselves. These are the basic things that hold our faith together. 
Adventures in Odyssey is a presentation of Focus on the Family. The Fundamentals was written and directed by Marshall Younger. Our production engineer was Mark Drury. And our executive producer was Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris, hoping you'll join us again next time for more Adventures in Odyssey.